Today on Conversations with Kelly, we're exploring the importance of workplace culture. This integral element can make or break the experience of an employee. Positive workplace culture can increase productivity, benefit mental health, promote the best ideas and talent from within, and help businesses compete in a tough labor market. At the table today are two business owners who run companies known for their great workplace culture. Scott Kammerer of Sodell Concepts and Reds Ferris of Ferris Home Improvements. This conversation was recorded at Blue Coast Seafood Grill and Raw Bar in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Dude, tell them about the birthday or the party you just had, dude. Oh, damn, that was awesome. 500 people, we had 500 people at house. We had- That's how he does party. Oh my yo, God. Look, yeah. we had, oh man, it was awesome. 500 people at his house. We got 23 acres. Yeah. Oh, wow. So like, we, oh yeah, we have a commercial playground. We have um, a oh, pavilion. I, I love seed playing there. Yeah. And uh, DJ and everything like that. So it was last Saturday during Running the Bull. Welcome to Conversations with Kelly. We sit down with business people across the state to take a deep dive into important topics to the business community. I'm Kelly Basil with the Delaware State Chamber of Commerce, and today I have Scott Kammerer, President and CEO of Sodell Concepts with me, and we also have Reds Ferris, who is the founder and owner of Ferris Home Improvements. We're down here in Rehoboth Beach at uh, one of Scott's restaurants, uh, Blue Coast Seafood Grill and Raw Bar. Did I get that you right? Got it. You did Nailed it. Perfect. it. <laughs> you might be doing the next commercial there for us. Go. Keep that up. <laughs> and we're here to talk about workplace culture, something really important to both of my guests today. Um, so I just want to dive right on in and let's let's talk about it. Scott, why don't you start off and just tell us a little bit about yourself and your company? Sure. So I'm Scott Cameron. I'm the president of Soto Concepts. Um, my best friend and mentor, Matt Haley, founded Soto Concepts in 2004. Uh, he and I became partners and worked together. Uh, it wasn't always the rosiest of situations, but uh, like a lot of young entrepreneurs, we really became successful and, and he won a lot of awards. He passed away in 2014. And then, um, so I became the, the president uh, of Sodell Concepts. And it's just been this incredible journey. I think for, for me, the most important thing is, is that I, I'm able to give back on a bigger scale and I'm able to have a bigger influence on Sussex County and coastal Sussex County, which, which is all I ever really wanted was, was to be able to help people uh, and give back. And I think that's really, uh, um, when you talk about culture, I think the culture needs to be in your company what it is. Like when I think of Ferris, I think I think of Reds. When I think of his company, mm -hmm. um, when you think of Soto Concepts, you know you sh you should think of me. So I think culture needs to be true. It needs to be real, and it needs to be actually what it is because people can sniff out the fakeness of things. Um, we were just talking about a party at his house where you have 500 people. I mean, that, isn't that a guy you want to work for? I mean, isn't that a guy you'd want to work for? I mean, I'm not sure about my invitation, but uh, I think I think it might still be coming. But I mean, uh, yeah, the next one. But you know, that's kind of really what I wanted to talk about was like, is it somebody? You know, what do you want people to think of that work for you? What do you want people to think of you? What do you want people to? to think of when they remember you and you know and say he was a fair guy he was fun to work with um, you know or, or, or whatever whatever you're trying to get through the people uh, you have to get through them and, and that that's you know I think the biggest thing about what the culture is and I think that's led to a lot of Sodell's growth how many restaurants do you have now so we have like 25 locations um, mostly in Sussex County we have uh, we manage sports parks golf courses uh, we do some hotels and we also have restaurants, we have breweries, 
So we got a little bit of everything. We're kind of like uh, Noah's Ark, two by two. We got two of everything. Um, we have two we have two blue coats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and you know, we have a consulting company, and and we, so we have our, our finger on a lot of a lot of the pots. And uh, I feel like um, the one thing that holds true is that we cook beautiful, simple food. We develop the people we work with, and we make the world a better place. And that rings true across everything we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just opened two restaurants, you know, during the pandemic. And then we bought uh, the Surf Bagel chain. So we basically uh, added four units uh, at a time when everybody else was mm-hmm. you know, going the other way. Right. You know, everyone else is downsizing, and thinking about how they could cut and everything. And we decided to go 180. And, and I think that's a big part of my culture. And you know, we were talking about a little bit before, like <clears throat> you, know, you try and find out what are issues in the industry and then fix them in your company so that you attract people to your company. So. You know, we we're talking about in the home improvement industry, you know, you really don't have 401ks. So like, you know, in, in the restaurant business, definitely don't have 401ks, you barely have any days off. You know, so like as a company, we try to do the same thing you guys do where like you want to be the preferred uh, employer in that market and the preferred employer um, in your industry so that so that people are attracted to you. So you don't have to, you know, you don't have to go out chasing people that they come to you because, uh, because you, you are the preferred employer, so. What was the workout thing, like the, the one guy? Uh, oh yeah, 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 so we had it. And you look great, by the way. You, you I'm telling you, man, you're in good shape. Uh, I, I'm, it's a struggle for me, man. Fine, yeah. get you everywhere with me, all right? Yeah, so I, I was working out with this guy for years, man, and I was complained every day. I was fat, I couldn't lose any weight, blah, blah, blah. So after like a year, I was like, what do you do for a living? He goes, I'm embarrassed to tell you I'm a pastry chef. <laughs> I was like, he, he was so perfectly ripped and jacked. I was like, I'm going to kill you, man. But anyway, <laughs> discipline, apparently. Uh, yeah, that, discipline also. Then I actually was like, I love this guy so much. I hired him and he works for us. <laughs> so, uh, and, the, and actually, he was a big part of helping change the culture because he was in such good shape and working out. I was like, we all got to get in shape. So we hired uh, Hans Fuller, who was a, he's a trainer. So we put him in charge of wellness. And he trains all the uh, managers and the executives cool. and the chef. Yeah, he works out six, seven, eight o'clock in the morning. I, I don't work out till three because <laughs> I'm a mid-afternoon a guy. Surprising. Yeah, but yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, so no restaurant group has their own trainer, mm-hmm. you know. And I didn't do it 100% to recruit people, but I did it a little bit to recruit people. But I also did it um, a big part because that's what we needed. You know what I mean? That's what we needed to be successful. And I think at the heart of everything is entrepreneurs like us are so competitive. We just mm-hmm. want to win. We want to have the best company. We want to do this. And we want to, we want to uh, improve uh, the people that we work with the most. We have a performance coach, too, that, that does like seminars on like how to be a high-performing executive and everything. And I think that's between those two things, uh, I think, have been really like a game changer that's great. Uh, for us. You can work out with us, too, if you want. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> so, Reds, I want to give you a moment too to also kind of introduce yourself. Tell us about your business. Uh, I'm Reds Ferris. Uh, I uh, founded um, Ferris Home Improvements 2004. Same year, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Good year. And uh, right out my parents' basement, and um, didn't have a partner or nothing. I just, uh, you know, started the business. A year and a half into it, they repossessed my one and only truck. <laughs> They took it right out of the driveway. That was a, uh, a real moment where all of a sudden it, it hit home like, oh, this might be over before it starts. And uh, mom helped me get it back out. And uh, I think we got like 52 on the road now. So it's, uh, you know, I always say yada, yada, yada. It worked out, you know what I mean? Like, but there was a lot of hard times in there. And, uh, and it, it's, been a, it's been a long fight. 
You know what I mean? Like it's it's any any entrepreneur out there knows it's it's a long fight. It's you're fighting every minute for every step of the way, and you're trying to hire people. You lose some key people, and you hire some key people, and uh, and definitely the, the culture is such a huge thing as we're getting into it. And uh, and, and you know one of the things you were saying about uh, getting them healthy and everything. It's it's one thing. It's you're looking out for their best interest. Absolutely. See yeah. see the thing is is that they feel good about themselves. I see my man right there when he was beaming when you were uh, yeah. when you're like man look at you look my man is really good you know and see yeah. he feels good he's feeling good about himself and see that's ultimately what you're trying to do is that you're trying to give these people a home trying to give them a career not a job and oh, man it's eight to fly. <laughs> I think you did too. <laughs> Can we cut that? <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, <laughs> I literally just picked that up. All right, it was delicious. Right. It's a little protein. Yeah, which called um, but uh, you know, you know, you're trying to get, you're trying to get people uh, better than what they were. You're trying to give them a career rather than a job. And I look at it like that. And I, I talk to a lot of people about their five and ten year plans and where they're at and we got going on there. And and we do a um, done. We just took everybody to Dominican Republic. Yeah, like, like 82 employees go to Dominican Republic with us, and it, that was awesome. awesome. Where's our invite for that? I'm yeah. feeling well, very excluded right now. <laughs> no party, no Dominican, you know what I mean? Like, but, you know, that really is something that most people don't do. And, uh, and uh, you know, I don't know. I didn't really, I just thought we had extra money in the uh, bank account, so we deserve, you know, a prize at the end of the year. And the, the company gets it. We're all a team. Everybody, everybody's part of the group. No one's above the group. It's just my job to listen to the track and tell you when the train's coming, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just relayed the message, you know what I mean? So I always say we all, we all follow the rules. Mm -hmm. Everybody's part of the team. Everybody's got a shovel. Everybody's digging. Whatever each goal is. And my, my job is to maintain the culture. No doubt about it. I, I am the, my job is to get rid of the people that don't fit in and uh, keep, keep care of the ones that are keeping the culture straight. And they know by now that if someone doesn't fit in, they know just sit and wait. I'll take care of it. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have to worry about it. That doesn't, that, that one person doesn't start bringing the team down because they know, they know I'm going to nip it in the butt. Mm -hmm. So that's huge. Yeah, I think one of the uh, big things, and every time I, I, I think of your company, you know, is that people, and my company too, that people, I feel like people are better than, they're better when they work with us than when they don't. You know, and it, and that's all that that's the biggest thing as a as a leader and a company owner and someone that's leading the culture. If people are better with the company, that that's the biggest victory. You know that that you could ever uh, talk about. And everything's culture. Like we were talking to the guy before, and he introduced himself to our to the chef here, and he goes, "Oh, oh fair." I see your trucks all the time, man. I love your trucks on the street. That's awesome. And he was like, you know, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, that's a part of the culture too. You know, the trucks are nice, they're clean, they have a bright logo, and and Absolutely. you know, so you. I followed one on the day uh, way down here this morning. Nice. So. <laughs> yeah, so you have a feel. So when when they, you know, before you even uh, have an interaction with them, you already have a feel for you know what's going on. Like you know, all of our uh, our asset management department, we have like. 10 trucks on the road and uh, they were like, dude, you sure you want to put the logo and the thing on the truck? And I was like, absolutely, because mm -hmm. I want that to be uh, a representation of what we're doing too. You know what I mean? And I think I'm at the point where I, 
I look for people outside of my industry that are doing a good job, and I try and uh, mimic and copy some of the things they're doing. So, like, there's a lot of companies that are really good in Delaware, and they're not necessarily in the restaurant business, but I'll take ideas from them. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll definitely I'll take ideas from other companies that are outside of, because they're doing something That's good and different. That's actually a question I had for, for both of you was, you know, what are other businesses here in Delaware that maybe you look at and say, wow, they have really good culture? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like Apple Electric uh, has a great culture, um, and a lot of it came from their lights that they do. I don't know if you guys, you know, they lit up their office with Christmas lights, and it got to be so popular that there was like a line of cars uh, looking at their lights. And uh, they play like, yeah. And uh, of course, you're sitting right in front of the Apple sign when you're, you know what I mean? And it was incredible. That's great marketing. It's great marketing. Brand placement. You want something (laughs) to come look at. And he's been doing it for like 10 years. And then he was one of the first people that started like the quirky, fun, uh, things on the sign like your wife's really hot she needs a new uh ceiling fan you know what I mean like and we'll install it for you like he started doing so like people like that that are that are different and inventive mm-hmm. and and look for ideas uh he's definitely one I mean Shell's marketing is is on point they are on point I love I love yeah, Shell's marketing yeah they're they do a good job um you know Turnstone which which uh we work with does a good job and and you know uh and I think like when you're an owner you're a representation of it. So every interaction you have, when you go to Wawa, when you go to uh, out to eat, when you go anywhere, you have interactions with people because they're going to say, oh, I-, I met the guy that owns Ferris. He was really cool. Yeah. You know, like we-, we could do business with him. And that that's a big part of the culture too, is that every micro interaction that you have, you have to, you have to make sure that you leave a really good impression and that it's on point. Because um, otherwise, you know, all those little things uh, uh, kind of add up. Because people, what people take away is is the smallest little thing. Like when you say Sodell to people, they're like, oh, those guys seem nice. You know, like those guys seem nice and they're on point and they're trying hard. You know, they're not going to talk about all these specific programs and these things that I'm doing. They're just going to have a general feeling of of what we're doing. And that's really what the culture and, and the marketing and the branding, when all that combines and is and is really working good. Um, those things all 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 become uh, synergetic. Scott and I had a chance to talk a little bit before we sat down, and we were talking about that about people don't ever remember what was actually yeah. said in a conversation. They remember how they feel when they left, and I think that's a, a huge piece of Delaware is that you yeah. as leaders can actually be out in the community and meet people, and people can relates your business name with actually Reds and Scott. And it's something that is really powerful here in this community. Yeah, and to be honest, you know, like, I've gotten kicked out of a few wrestling matches and uh, I've had a few incidents uh, in sports, youth sports with my kids. But the thing is, like, at the end of the day, like, I was passionate about it and uh, I always apologized. So, you know, that's a big thing, too. Like, we're always going to make mistakes, man. Like, stuff doesn't always, something... It's just life, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And how do you handle those situations? How do you handle adversity when something goes wrong? Do you like hide from it or do you like uh, a- approach it head on? And that's and that's a really big thing too. Like, um, you know, all your interactions with people aren't always gonna be positive. Mm-hmm. Like they're not always gonna be positive. But you know, if you can keep your side of the street clean and act in a responsible, uh, mature manner, that sometimes you could take a loss and turn it into a, and turn it into a victory. 
So. Reds, do you have any companies that come to mind where you're like, wow, great culture? Uh, you know, I, I, I was just talking about them earlier, but I love Grains uh, yeah. uh, up there. Like, I think they do a great job with the community. They, they make each one of their restaurants a lot like Sodell does, like where they're part of the community. Like, yeah. you don't just... I, I look at it, it's one of the reasons that we give back to a lot of stuff. We try to um, make sure our property looks great. Uh, when we bought the place up there on Kirkwood Highway, on Harmony Road in Kirkwood Highway, it was, it was a dump, you know, for lack of a better word. And we, we painted it, we did the grass. I make sure everything looks really nice because we're part of the community. I want people to drive by and be like, even if they don't use this, be like, I'm glad they're there. Like, they cleaned up this corner. Yeah. It's a mile from where I used to live in Harmony Hills. So it's like, I, I rode past this with my bike. And it's great, to me, it's a piece of like the, you know, history of Newark and everything like that. And so it meant a lot to me to clean it up and, mm -hmm. and be part of the community. Uh, you know, back to the Delaware thing about, about um, he tapped on a little bit about Delaware. It's like, Delaware is very unique where, yeah. where I feel like people interact with businesses and they usually always have a connection. Mm -hmm. Where the Pennsylvania companies have a tough time coming into Delaware and making a go because if there's three or four estimates, uh, you know, in the home improvement business or something along those lines, whatever it might be, um, three or four estimates, they're going to be like, hey, I, I went to school with someone who works at Ferris. Yeah. I know the owner of Fidel, and I have a, you know, a sister who works for PJ. And then this other company, I don't know them at all. Like, they don't stand as much of a chance as the other three local companies. And I, and I love that about Delaware. I, lo I love Delaware. I'll give you a testimonial. I used Ferris for my roof last year, and it's because I know you. <laughs> so, it, I mean, that it, that is such a huge piece How of Delaware. How did things go? It was amazing. I tell everyone I used you. <laughs> I always like feedback, and I always say, it was, is there something you would improve? You know what I mean? Like, I try to get feedback from uh, people. To be honest, I mean, I, I got multiple bids. I, I picked Ferris because I thought that your people were so personable, and they really took the time to talk things through with me and really explain the process. Um, I love it. Yeah, no, they were they were phenomenal. So I I tell everyone that I used Ferris. That's awesome. <laughs> I I, so. I still think of it as a small business. I honestly, from starting it back in the day when it was small, when I couldn't pay anybody to work at my company because no one wanted to do roofing, it still to me it feels like a, when people are like, I love working here, and I'm like, do you? You're like you know what I mean? Like it still feels so small when I couldn't pay people to work at my company. And it, every once in a blue moon, I'll be in there like on a Sunday or something like that, and just take a breath and just be like. Whew. I mean, I've had my head buried so long plowing through that it's hard to step back and just be like, damn, we did all this? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> it's been a lot of stuff, and it's and it's just been, a, a, you know, a fight. It's just yeah. been a battle, and it, one that I wouldn't change for the world. I love it. I love strategizing. I strategize in my sleep when I'm, you know, when I'm driving down here, you know, you know, <clears throat> sitting at a restaurant. I, I pick up things from different restaurants. I love, I hire people outside of uh, uh, home improvements all the time. People in my life I've known for years because I feel like they've had the best interview process. I've known people for 10 years, and I'm like, you want to work at my, look, I don't know anything. You don't need to. It's not rocket science. I'll teach you that. But you have a great attitude. You have a can-do attitude, right? And that attitude right alone, right alone will make you a success in our company. Well, you actually brought up one of my questions that I had for both of you. Um, you know, people say that happy employees equal happy customers equal profitable business. Um, do you agree that happy employees equal happy customers, profitable business. And a lot of that has to do with attitude. So is that something that you're hiring for when you're looking for good employees? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this for the, for the last uh, couple of days. And I think one of the most important things uh, for me is that I, I can still think 
like an entry level uh, person in the company. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's because I watched dishes for a long time. But uh, you well, know, you really worked your way up, so you've kind yeah, of seen all yeah, sides yeah. of the business. And let me tell you right now, there's a lot of people very surprised that I <laughs> where I am because I really wasn't the best dishwasher. I definitely wasn't the best mm -hmm. at every position along the way. But kind of like what Reg is saying is I was good at strategy and I was good at bringing people together and I was good at the whole big picture, which is totally different than being good at every little job along yeah, the way. I really absolutely. wasn't that good at every job. I really, I was okay. I was good enough. Um, but I was really good at putting things together and, and, and making it, uh, you know, putting the big picture together. And I think like any company, every company that's watching this or any company, there's really only a small group of people that really lead the culture and make the decisions, like a group of five or six people. I don't care how big your company is. There's a core group of people that that's the culture and that's, that's who it radiates out from. So you have to be really careful who those people are mm -hmm. and you have to make sure that those people are true to themselves. So we have like one of the people in my inner group is super focused on customers, super focused. They think like a customer, they act like a customer. They always bring up the customer point of view. And whenever we're making decisions and doing stuff, I seem to always have the, the point of view of the entry level position, just because that's really what I'm, I'm tuned into. <clears throat> so having the ability to make your culture so that the leaders can think and see the point of view of the perspective of the guy putting on the roof. You know, like um, we were talking about our dish machines and I was like, I want like a simple, fast one that's easy to use. Like it's not, I want them to enjoy working here and be happy, but also like designing it so it's easy to work or designing it so people know what the expectations are. That's, that's really the bigger picture because that's what makes people feel safe. That's what make, makes people feel um, like the company cares about them. You know, you can give lip service all you want, but um, you know, somebody slipped on one of our, our floors, so we ripped it out and put in the brand of floors, $30,000, probably shouldn't have done it. But do you really care about your people or do you not care about your people? Mm -hmm. You know, you could put up a wet floor sign, you could tell them not, or you could ignore it. There's a lot of different ways you could do it. But what's the real, you know, what's the real way of really caring about your employees? It's giving them the tools and giving them the structure that they can perform at their highest level. And that and that's what really uh, um, is important. And I think like as far as the culture goes, having people in your core group that could think and give a point of view and a perspective of everyone involved helps you make decisions. And you don't need 100% consensus. Like like in our group, we only need about 70% consensus. Because you're not gonna get 100%, but 70 is pretty good. You know, So uh, if you can get some kind of consensus um, out of your core group, then you know you're on the right page. Like if my core group agrees for the most part with what we're trying to do, then I know I'm on the right path. Mm -hmm. And and you need people around you that will call you out. Mm -hmm. That that will call, no dude, we're not doing that. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Cause otherwise you could get off on this and no, we're not doing that. And I got plenty of people in my core <laughs> group that'll be like, no. And I gotta be open enough to listen to them still and not be so ego driven that I wanna override them. So, I mean, that's, that's that's a really important aspect that I can never forget. Because once you start to forget that, mm -hmm. uh, then, then it really comes back to bite you. And um, you know, talking about employees, um, I'm not afraid to go 180. Like I'll go 180 in a heartbeat. This is what we're doing. You know, we're 100%. This is what we're doing. And then you know, employees are like Scott, that ain't gonna work. Like 
all right, we're doing this. We're going back this way and doing this. So, you know, you can't get emotionally attached to these things. You, 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 you got to be able to flow in and flow out of, of what you're doing and, and the moves you're making. Um, so I think that's... What I'm hearing, you know, though, is that you really listen to your employees and there's trust that's going both ways. How do you encourage that environment? I'll ask either you, of you. You know, you know what? I, I think it's perfect what he said here. That's exactly what we do. There's not one thing that we have as... as you know, we're, what, 18 years into it here. We're, we're pretty successful with our company. It's established here. And, though, and there's not one thing we have that's written in stone. Everything's yeah. up for change. Mm -hmm. like, if you have a better mousetrap, bring it forward. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot of times I say, listen, this is what I have moving forward right here. If you have something, speak up. If you come up with something later on, I pay for good ideas. I have $500 out there for good ideas. Like if you, if you have something that changes either the efficiency, either customers, uh, uh, customer, uh, um, experience mm -hmm. or uh, you know the employee experience right it's something that's going to increase that and not hurt anything dude I, I pay for great ideas so if you have one bring it forward we're listening to everything and so nothing's written in stone things can change and I don't care whose ideas I've brought up ideas and I'm like I'm let's do this let's and someone says one thing I'm like I want you to poke holes in it like does it yeah. hold water poke holes in it if it doesn't mm -hmm. and the thing is I put it out there to see if someone can poke a hole in it because I want to know now rather than six months down the road when I spend a lot of money implementing it. Mm -hmm. And so I always say, I'm driving that ship and it might not look like I'm doing a whole lot, but when I get up and turn that thing three, three degrees to the west, we're not gonna know if this thing's right or wrong for six months. And it's gonna take me another six months to turn it back mm -hmm. if I'm wrong. So when I move that thing, just know there was a lot of time and effort put into thinking about <laughs> whether I'm going this way or not. And uh, you know, and I talked to all, you know, your, your crew, you got your, your team right there. You, you mentioned earlier about how, um, how uh, the culture gets created by the, the core. You know, it's, it's who they promote. Yeah. It's the person, like, did they promote someone who, who brings in big numbers but isn't a team player? Yeah. Or did they promote someone who's a team player over numbers? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, we promote the team player over numbers. They, they gotta have numbers, but they don't have to have the best numbers. They gotta have, they gotta have the best attitudes moving forward. And see, you keep promoting that, and that keeps sending the message. It's, it's attitude over, uh, you know, of uh, over money you know what I mean it is and yes. I, I've let people go I've let my top salesman go before because they they just lost their way yeah and mm -hmm. they were causing too big of a problem at my company and yeah, I, want, I want my employees to know that uh, I, hey I'll put my money right where my mouth is you know what I mean like hey we don't need that that'll mm -hmm. cost us in the long run I don't care how much that person's selling it's gonna cost us mm -hmm. it's gonna cost us our team you need people to believe in your mission Yep. And I think like one of the things like if you look at both of us, like he's success, like we're not afraid to admit when we're wrong. Mm -hmm. Like like I was wrong. Like I actually messed something up recently and I said in front of the whole meeting, I was like, That's on me. I messed it up. We had like a bad May and I was like, There's no one to blame but myself. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, that's on me, dude. Like, I totally messed that one up. Because, like, if you can take responsibility for your mistakes, that'll encourage people to take responsibilities for their mistakes. And as a leader, are you afraid to take a loss in front of your team? Are you afraid to take the L and admit mm -hmm. to it? Or are you willing to own up to it and say, you know what? That's on me, dude. I totally messed that one up. Because if you do say that, then the people that you work with uh, we'll find a way to be able to do the same thing. Because if not, it's like we're playing the blame game or this is what we can't do or this is why we couldn't do it. Like, I don't care about any of that, dude. Like, I, I, I really don't. I really don't care uh, about whose fault it is. We're, we're, all, we're all in this together. And um, let's just figure out how we can fix it. And that, that trickles down. 
You know what I mean? That that trickles down from the you top. You want to get it right. We just want to get it right. Yeah, we want to get it right. As long yeah. as you keep getting it right, yeah, you're making a hundred decisions a day. And yeah. as long as you keep getting yeah. fifty-one of them right, you're yeah. gonna keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. You know, if you get seven of them right, you move forward a little faster. <laughs> But who cares whose idea it is? Who mm -hmm. cares who, whose idea was wrong? Like, it doesn't matter. Let's just get it right. As we're together here, here's what we have moving forward. I don't care who brought it to the table. Is this still the way we're moving? You know what I mean? Like, and I want people to poke holes in it. And you have your core who, uh, who knows who can talk to you, who, who's not worried about ramifications. Like, yeah. listen, I, I've had, a, get out of here, Reg. And I'm like, yeah. dude, I want to talk. Why? Tell me yeah. why. Tell me why. We've been in full out discussions, borderline arguments. All good. You know what I mean? Because we feel passionate about it. They feel passionate about yeah. it. And I love when you have employees feeling passionate about the direction of the company. You know, as and I was in a full blown, like almost argument over it, I still was smiling because I'm just like, I love that you love this that much. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and yeah, I think I even I think I even gave in that because it was six yeah. to one, half dozen to the other. Yeah. And uh, I, I just appreciated their passion for it. And I'm like, you got it. You Some know, of the I mean? most constructive conversations happen that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as leaders, I think a lot of times like we end up breaking ties between our teams. You know what I mean? Like you have your your team and some of them want to do this and some want to do this. That's the hardest part when, when you got to kind of like break the tie and and, you know, uh, some people have to like suck it up and, and move on like that. Those are the hardest things like like building consensus and allowing the thing like to take its natural course. I think uh, it, it is, is the easy part. But like when there's a tight one on the line and when it's really close, like should we expand and do this or should we do this? Like, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you have to wait to kind of uh, to see how it plays out sometimes. I'm curious, how do you identify when someone's not a culture fit and, and how do you react? You know, do you try to kind of bring them back in or? Usually the team's telling me. I, I, I already I have inklings of it, like team's telling me and I, I usually, there can be quick sometimes on it and I'm just like, all right, let's just, let's give it a little time. Let's just see it play out. You know how this will work if it's, if it's not the right person, not the right fit. You know how this is going to play out. We have everybody on uh, when they first get hired at 60 days, which I picked up from another company. I, mm -hmm. I can't even remember who I picked it up from. I, we, at, the, at the time, we weren't doing the 60-day um, trial period, which uh, was very helpful. So we, were, we can be quicker to hire mm -hmm. and, uh, and get to try people out mm -hmm. and see if they work out. And so really, because I feel like it's so tough hiring people in an interview. Like, you know, I, I've, I've gone in there in these interviews, and I'm like, nailed it. This person's going to be great. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they're terrible. You know what I mean? Like, and I, you know, just been like, oh, I, I got that one wrong. And it's mm -hmm. really hard to tell. Even with multiple interviews, it's hard to tell. And like, let's get them in here. Let's see how they work. We'll know everything we need to know in the first month. Definitely. You know, they're going to be on their best behavior. So if this thing goes anything less than perfect in the first month, like they're late twice in the first week, that's probably not a good sign. You know what I mean? That's already, but uh, the team starts, you can tell the team starts noticing when someone doesn't fit in quite mm -hmm. right. At least that's been my experiences, you know. Yeah, the pack will take care of it. <laughs> the wolves will eat their own after a while. But, um, you know, we started doing this thing, and it ends up being really good. We're like um, personality assessments where people fit together in different manners, you know. And um, it's like I was like kind of became obsessed with like building these teams. And, you know, you got someone that's like a high achiever, and then you got someone that's like a grinder, and like combining them together. Mm -hmm. And I started to think, well, man, maybe some of these teams that aren't performing well, it's my fault because I'm matching them up wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm putting the wrong group together. Like you got a really outspoken person, and then you got like someone that like is passive aggressive. You know what I mean? And they're like a bad combination. Mm -hmm. 
So I started working on that. And then the other thing I started working on is creating a, a diverse team in terms of like diversity of ideas and backgrounds and everything because then you get a more well-rounded thing. Like if everyone's exactly the same, if you got all like private school kids from St. Mark's, love St. Mark's, but if you have all private school kids from St. Mark's, did you go to St. Mark's? Where'd you go? Oh, okay. I went Norcott, baby. Oh, there you go, baby. Yeah. So, uh, and, and you know, everyone's got the same point of view. Everybody's got the same everything. You get like these homogenized decisions, mm -hmm. but like if you could build a diverse team where you got people from, you know, outside, inside, different ideas, different backgrounds, different stuff, you know, because like we were starting to get like a little bit of a group think because like I looked around the table one time, like everyone here has been with me for 15 years. Mm. That's you awesome. know what I mean? Yeah, and I was like, it is good, but it's also bad. Got to mix it up. Mix it up. So like, you bring people in, and you're like, hey, well, what do you think? What do you like? And like, oh, I like this, I like that. But you know, this other place I worked, we did this. So like, okay, we get some new ideas from that too. So you know, a diversity of uh, of a group, but also matching up personality traits. Yeah, so we take this whole like personality test of all these things. I gave it to all the managers and everything, and some of them were really eye opening. Yeah. Like people I thought were one way were actually the other way and actually they should be on a team with this person. So we ended up, you know, and I, where I get in trouble is I like to make moves super quick sometimes and people get like whiplash from me, you know what I mean? I'm like, we're doing this and I'm like, well, oh no, 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 no. That's stupid, that was last yesterday. We, we used to love that idea and now we hate it. So I have to slow myself down because, you know, I got a lot of people working for me who, and this is a restaurant business. You come in, you turn the lights on, you turn the ovens on, you cook the same food every day, you gotta be very consistent. And I'm like, I'll, I'll change so quick. I'll change everything so okay. quick. I have to slow myself down, because that's not, that scares a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I have to really, like talking about like what I need to work on to make my culture better, I need to work on being more deliberate and slower and consistent. Like I almost think I need to take more days off and not be around a little bit because, you know, I like sometimes move too fast. Mm -hmm. So, but that's me trying to work on myself and, and we're you know. We're all progress. <laughs> I, I, I think yeah. Everybody, we're, we're always learning. As an entrepreneur, you never are not learning. I mm -hmm. mean, like, I, I didn't think a class on how to open a home improvement business and start running. I just learn as I go. Yeah. Talking to everybody, anybody who had any business experience, I just, and I, still to this day, I love talking to people with business. People are like, I don't want to bore you with business. I'm like, it's my life. Yeah. Like, I, this is my passion. I yeah. love doing it. I, you know, I have other businesses. We have a bar, we have a restaurant, we have, you know, real estate companies. Like, I, I love doing this stuff. So I think about it all the time. I like building teams. I like doing these things. And it's, it's, you know, you start, like you're piecing the teams together. I, yeah. I, I like seeing who can work together and you see mm -hmm. someone. Yeah. I, I just, it just, it's just great. When people have great attitudes, you can just accomplish so much. You know what I mean? Like I've heard it's called a cult before. And, and if you look at definition That's of a cult. That's yeah, If you yeah. look at a definition of a cult, it, it's like a, a cult, first of all, it's true for culture. And it's, yeah. and it's talking about when, when one group has a common goal. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's like, how did this turn into a bad thing? I guess, you know, some Kool-Aid led it to some bad stuff, you know what I mean? But like, you know what, like, we, we get along. When we went to Dominican Republic, yeah. I don't make anybody hang together. There's like certain events, we're all together. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like like 85% of the group finds each other during the day and we all hang out together and everybody just keeps going like, what are you guys, all friends? They're like, no, we work together. Like, oh God, you know, and people are like, I would never hang out with my work people. Like, you know, yeah. and meanwhile, we're just all together. Like mm -hmm. we have people that don't drink, that 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 drink too much, that, 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 that hang out all night, that go to bed early and they're all together and they enjoy hanging out. Like it's, it's fun. 
Everybody, see, the, the first thing key is, is that to me is that they work hard. Mm -hmm. You got, you got to be. Listen, we're, you can't be mediocre. I just, I, I didn't get into this world to, to be mediocre. And I, I, I just, listen, as long as you're working, I don't mind you failing, because failing leads to success. All right, but you got to be trying, and you got to have a can-do attitude. It, you got to be pushing forward. You got to want more. And as long as you have that, I can, I can work with a lot. But uh, if your goal is to uh, be mediocre and not put forth the effort, I just, I just don't understand it. I can't compute it. And I just go get lost at another company because that's not going to help us. And even if it's just a, a runner, a helper, you got to have the attitude of, of I, get, I want the next job. I, if you're not trying to get the next job in front of you, I don't think I want you. Mm -hmm. I want you constantly building from inside. And we built the company. Everybody just keeps moving up. And I, I like to keep my company together. Like I don't like hiring from outside and bringing them in up top. Mm -hmm. It's been necessary a few times, but I'd rather not to if I don't have to. Yeah, I like. And, it. I know that's a very similar culture for you. And I can speak for myself. I started as an intern and I've yeah. worked myself up to a vice president. Um, and that's really important Your because I am a vice president these days. Thanks. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but started yeah. as an intern, yeah. um, and you know. Being able to develop people from within is so important in creating that like sense of belonging, and that's what commits people to the mission. Yeah, I think like you see a lot of times that if people start at a level and then they work their way up into really like a big leadership position, the company kind of becomes them also. So like you get a little bit of both, like their culture and their uh, attitude rubs off on the company and then the company rubs off on them and then what you're left with is someone that really understands everything because like you can't micromanage everything mm -hmm. you got to trust people you can't and and you have to have a shared common belief which dictates a lot of the decisions you're making because otherwise you know you micromanaging is the, is the wrong thing to do I actually was having a problem with one of our we have a collection of different companies, you know, kind of. And I was having a problem with one of them. I was like, you know what? Maybe your mission statement's wrong. I know it sounds stupid, but I was like, maybe your mission statement's not the right thing. Or maybe it's not detailed enough. And they actually rewrote their mission statement and redetailed it and then started hitting home on those points and actually kind of just smoothed everything out. Mm -hmm. And it's really silly, but in, in, in business, like a lot of those things, if, if you really do them, they actually work. And um, so, so I really felt like, you know, and that was like my one idea for the day. You know what I mean? I was uh, like, that's pretty cool. Is that the manager of, a, of one of the restaurants that you yeah, actually yeah. do so the mission This is um, one of the cool. breweries. Like it. like it just didn't. Something just wasn't right. Something's just not right. Because what you had was a new thing, and all these people coming from outside. You know, like a new brewer, a new this, a new that, a new that, and everyone was kind of like fighting to get like the culture that they thought it should be or what it was where they were. Mm -hmm. So you know, and I was just like listening to them one day, and I was like, you know what? I think. I think you guys just aren't all on the same page. Like I, and, and yeah, yeah, you end up being like, like a counselor or really tell. I mean, that's really what, yeah, that's really what it ends up being a lot. And um, I was like, maybe we're just not all on the same page. So like they, they came up within themselves and they wrote it. And I'm like, put it on a shirt, put it on the wall, put it on everything, and and start each meeting with discussing it, mm -hmm. you know, and and. So, it, so that's that you're helpful. describing, and honestly, both of you have kind of been hinting at this philosophy of the the, the why, the how, and the what. I think it's a Simon Sinek um, philosophy. But you know, if you draw three circles, and it kind of looks like a target. There's there's the what people on the outside, your implementers, your doers. <clears throat> the how people are the ones that are kind of communicating the mission and and kind of making things um, in a way that is realistic. 
And then there's the why, which I'll call both of you the why people of your company. Um, but you're the ones that are sitting there every morning saying, this is why we're here. This is why we're doing what we're doing. How do you communicate that to not only your, your how people, your core team, um, but also the what's, the, the people that are a lot, um, the, the ones that are out, you know, your, your servers, your roofers. <laughs> well, we are, I know we have a monthly meeting that where I bring the whole company together and I talk in front of them and <clears throat> I actually read and, and, and um, home improvements, it, uh, the reviews are a very big thing. A lot of people do read a lot of home, a, a lot of reviews before they go with a company under doing stuff. And so I read all the reviews we get that month, good or bad, and I attribute them to the people, mm -hmm. good or bad. And our, and our bad ones are few and far between, but they, they happen. Usually there are probably uh, scheduling conflicts along those lines and weather. We're dictated a lot by the weather on the ex, on the exterior side of it. But, uh, you know, during that time, I, I challenge, I, a lot of times I bring up the challenge. I always, the, Once a week, do something that, that we don't charge anything for. I, I, that, and a perfect example is like um, a service team's out of house and a lady next door is like, my gutter is all clogged up. It's getting, look at it, it's a tennis ball on a gutter. Pull it out, toss some tennis ball. You know what I mean? Like, you know, no charge, you know what I mean? Like, that's part of the community. Mm -hmm. Like, we're, we are part, I thoroughly believe, we're part of the community. This is where all business is coming from. And it's like, I don't want to be like the, the company who's like getting all they can out of the community. I want to be part of the community. Like, here, like, what, what, you have a, a fundraiser going over here? Here, we'll help with that. You know what I mean? Like, we'll help with this. I appreciate you guys using us. And, and here we are. Let's, how can we use you? I, I really go out of my way to, to um, with local businesses you know, from using everything I can to local. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really don't like using the, the, the outside franchises and everything like that. And uh, I just figure if we keep using Delaware, the local business owner, the money will stay here. You know what I mean? We're a small state. Let's take care of our own. And uh, I, I've always been a fan of that, you know? There's a lot of other biz small business owners like ourselves trying to get their start. You know what I mean? Instead of going to uh, Acme to get the meat, let's go to Docs, you know, uh, in uh uh, hook catch them there and get the meat. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I like those small butcher shops and those places. Like, and I don't you know, Delaware's unique. I love it. So very it unique fun. place. It's a great place to do business. Right? <laughs> well, you're not originally from Delaware. No, I'm from New Jersey. So um, my wife and I met in college. We were like freshmen, and she's from Georgetown, from Sussex County. We came to visit the first time, and I was like, I love it, I want to be here. And she was like, oh, my God. But uh, we ended up uh, really um, just loving, we lived in Rehoboth downtown for, mm -hmm. for most of the time. And then we moved out and, into the country in Lewis. But uh, now we're back kind of living in the Dewey suburbs. So, uh, you know, my wife's from here. I've never heard yeah, that we're in the Dewey, so Yeah, we're in the Dewey suburbs. <laughs> so, uh, so it's funny because, like, when I first came to Delaware, my wife, like, like, we met some, you know, ran into somebody there from Sussex Central or whatever. And I was like, oh, do you know anybody from Sussex Central? My wife's like, I literally know everybody. She's like, it's, <laughs> you know, it's not New Jersey, you know what I mean? Yeah. And she's like, I literally, like, know their grand, like, that guy right there, I know his grandparents. You know, you know what I mean? I know his family so, tree. I know his family <laughs> tree. So that, that, you know, that took some getting used to. But also, I felt like I could reinvent myself in a lot of ways coming to a new place. But also, um, I, it was a fresh sleep. But... My interactions with people um, needed to be like true and honest, and and I think like to this day, like I don't even have to like call people now, mm -hmm. like they just kind of know how I'm going to handle situations. So that's the biggest 
compliment I think I could give myself is that people know what they're going to get. Like when they deal with me, like they know what they're going to get and, um, and that I just need to be consistent and, and true to that. We actually do a thing where on Memorial Day, the VP reads all the positive uh, reviews from the winter to pump people up and make them feel good about themselves. And then on Labor Day, I read the lunatic reviews. <laughs> The mean <laughs> tweets and kind of make fun of them. Yeah, so, and I think I do it more because... My bread came out piping hot. Yeah, my bread was too hot. The coffee was too hot. The, the butter melted the moment it hit it. Yeah, we had this one one review, like, I didn't go in the restaurant. It was just so busy from the outside, I refused to go in. It's horrible. <laughs> and, uh, but I do it more like, you know, because, I, I, you know, you got to show... You got to poke fun at yourself. You got to poke fun. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> And um, I know every every customer does have a good point of view, but like you know, some sometimes it happens. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. a little crazy. So um, you know, so I, I thought that uh, that's been like a tradition, uh, and I think traditions are important. Like we do the um, the movie on the beach. Um, so this Wednesday we're gonna have five, six, seven hundred people on the beach movie bonfire. Nice. Uh, Grotto's is gonna do the pizza. We did a kickoff thing at Lefties every year. Uh, you know, we had 600 people there. Love Lefties. Yeah, yeah right? We do the Star, <laughs> we do the Starbird, which the the best day in Solo Concepts is the night at the Starbird. That's our uh, saying for, for that. And we close the place and have like 1,200 people uh, yeah, maybe and, I get uh, invited to that. You're de invited Listen, to that you're definitely, if anyone should be invited, <laughs> you should be invited to that. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah invite. right? But people look forward to it. We actually had an annual softball game that we played. People got so competitive. So many people got hurt. My insurance agent actually came to me. He was like, dude, you can't play. You can't have your softball game. We, we had like 16 teams and like had sung the national anthem and had uniforms and everything. And my insurance agent was like, too many people getting hurt, dude. Like sliding in the first and, you know, so... So you have to know like your yeah 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 exactly you have to know your people if they're a little competitive you might want to you know come up with with uh some different stuff but you know talking about the communication thing like i was like you know i just am not getting through the people i'm just not communicating and actually like did on the whiteboard everything like the whole like start to finish how i wanted to communicate down to everybody and you know it started with a Monday, we, we have a meeting every Monday. It starts with that. Then we have a, a monthly meeting, and then we send out a newsletter. Then we send out an email. Then we uh, send out meeting minutes. Then we send out texts to the people. Then we, so it's almost like information overload, but sometimes every once in a while people are like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you know? have to send out information in yeah. 700 different ways because yeah. people pick up one of them. Yeah, people pick up one of them. And then like, oh, well, you know, oh, you know, you go into the movie. Yeah, I heard about that. Oh, did you see the text? Did you see the email? Did you see this? Did you see it? No, no, I think I overheard someone talking about it. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah. But, you know, maybe it all works, you know? And because, uh, you know, we're trying to communicate. We have like 2,400 people. So, like, and a lot of them are part time and a lot of them are transient and working and summer jobs and all this stuff. So, how do you communicate to them? There's a big difference between like the VP of marketing and, uh, a student from Bosnia that's just working for the summer for you know there's a there's a big there's a big broad kind of thing there so communicating to them all like I, I did town halls during COVID where like you know, employees could zoom and ask me questions and you know so like I'll try anything like I'll, I'll try anything to communicate smoke signals you name it you know whatever people are uh, doing and like with the Soto wellness thing I was like oh we should do this we should do that and the guy that's doing the wellness like we're just gonna do Instagram I was like, that's it? He goes, yeah, we'll do Instagram. I'll have an Instagram. 
people can IM me, is that right? Instant yeah. message me? Yep. They can IM me, is that right? Yeah. You're aging yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> what is this computer thing people are talking about, the intraweb? Can I now, find you on AOL? Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. You check my MySpace, <laughs> it's on my MySpace. So, uh, the Google. Yeah, the Google machine. The Google. But like, like, he's only using Instagram. And I almost was like, whoa, 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 you can't just use Instagram, that's not perfect. But he gets more like interaction, he gets like hundreds of likes, and, and people like, everybody knows about the workout thing, because they see the, you know, I, I'm waiting for the next manager to come to me to say, I'm only gonna communicate by TikTok or Snapchat. You know what I mean? Like, and I gotta be open to letting them kind of communicate how, you know, because, you know, I'm an old school kind of, now, I didn't used to be. I used to be the young, you know what I mean? But now I'm 50, I'm like kind of like the old school business guy, you know what I mean? <laughs> Facebook and, fluent? Yeah, I'm, I'm good at Facebook. <laughs> I'm yeah, still on Facebook, I'm, yeah, yeah, you're good at Facebook. We know we're old. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta change with the times and, and you gotta stay young and you gotta stay current and, 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 and you gotta stay active and you gotta keep moving forward. And that's, that's the hard, I mean, I work for so many great restaurants that are now out of business that refuse to change. Mm -hmm. They use the guest checks. We ain't getting no computers, they're gone. I mean, they were making bank and were the most successful restaurants going. You know, I, I work for a place that refused to change their anything or recipes. And we went from doing a thousand dinners, they went from doing a thousand dinners a night to going out of business in, in the span of a short time. Is you there know? a thing that those those older uh, restaurants uh, didn't change over to? Like they like they did. They were still doing like all oh, credit cards, or yeah. they didn't go to the computers, and that messed them up or something. Because yeah. in the home improvement business, there was the phone book, and I, yeah. I I said the old companies. and I don't want to sit here and name old companies, yeah. but a man, they were construction. Yes, the and, and they were the like camp. tried and true, double trucker in the phone book. Yeah. That means back to back full page yeah. ads, yeah. and they would spend tons of money. And as the when. The Google came along, right? Yeah. You know what, they, they just pumped all my money on that. You know, the internet's a fad and they wouldn't move and man, they just went right away. Yeah. And these other companies like myself and like Fidel, uh, PJ was already around, but I mean like some of these other companies took the internet and, and went with it and while these yeah. other companies went down and they were just like, we're no, there's no need to get on the internet, I'm in the phone book. And it's like, all right, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and the thing is like the future, you know, they have a saying the future's now, it's in a very small part of what's out there in the world. And as entrepreneurs, we have to pick the future that's gonna win out. Mm -hmm. So you could have stuck. Yeah. Three degrees, that, three it, degrees. And the thing is you don't know where, uh, you know, like going back to, I messed up my May budget. I wrote it like eight months ago. And I looked into my crystal ball and I was sure I had it right, mm -hmm. but I did not. And you know, and I was like, ah, I messed up. You know, now June and July, I hit right on the uh, money, but like, they don't really care about that. You know what I mean? My team's <laughs> like, well, you better, duh, you're supposed to be some kind of genius. Like, you better, you better be right. It's like more news when you're wrong, you know? And I was like, yeah, I was definitely wrong. But anyway, yeah. So the future's now. I mean, it's out there somewhere. Like, the future of restaurants is now. Like, they just started coming up with robots to cook. Mm. They really don't work that good. But it's the first phase. It's, it's the coming. first phase. It's coming. And will it be in my lifetime? Maybe. But I have to be open to it. You know, mm -hmm. I have to be open to like some of the like I remember when we first came up with the farmer's bowl. I'm like, we should do like farmer's bowl healthy. And a lot of my chefs are like, dude, no. Nah. Extra cream, double the butter. That's what people want. So now like the farmer's bowl went from being like our 50th bestseller. Now it's like our eighth bestseller. You know what I mean? And it's super healthy or not? And it's super healthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's super healthy. But, um, you know, it didn't used to be. Mm -hmm. It didn't used to be, but now 
you know, it's always been on the menu well, like for the last 10 years, but now it's become, you're, so you're you got to change with the times. It's like bottled yeah. water wasn't a thing back in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, you're changing with the times. Health yeah. is definitely, uh, my wife eats some stuff that I, I, I don't eat. Yeah. <laughs> and she's super yeah. healthy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, there, there's different stuff out there. People want those salads and they want them healthy. But health, now, health food restaurants have not really caught on. They don't do huge numbers. But what people want is the option of a healthy thing. Yes, yes. So like, I remember when that when the first came out, like super healthy restaurants that only serve healthy stuff, like that's only a niche. You know what I mean? So ended up what ended up winning was a restaurant that had healthy options. Mm -hmm. You know, where you could go with your family, with different people, with different tastes and different things. So you know, being aware and being out there, like a big part of my job is traveling and looking around, and seeing what's. What's going on? Go to Nashville. Go here. Go there, and see what's going on, and bring it back the ideas. And uh, you know, I, that's a job I've I've taken very I think seriously. We could keep talking about so. this topic all day, but we're actually almost out of time. What and was I have the topic one again? More... <laughs> <laughs> oh. and yeah, I, uh, yeah. And one more question for you, but I also have to give a quick shameless plug because honestly, the reason that the state chamber knew to come to you for this conversation. Um, is because you're both superstar and business winners, oh. and that is oh, <laughs> he was also a keynote speaker. I am um, there. Actually, the year that you won. <laughs> um, but uh, that is something. This workplace culture is that what the selection committee is looking for when they're trying to find um, organizations in Delaware that really stand out and have great business models. So kudos to you both for kind of just being able to like see that, know it, nurture it. Um, and the award is not just for you, it's for all of your employees and everyone believing in that mission. Um, but you had to get there first. So I'm parting question is, um, any people along the way in your career that really stuck out to you as, wow, when I'm a leader, that's what I wanna be, or maybe not what I wanna be? Yeah, it's funny because when I won the Superstar in Business Award, it was really important in my career because it was the first time people really started to take me seriously. Like, in a lot of ways, that uh, legitimized some of the things that I was doing and what my, uh, you know, how I, how I was as a business leader. And uh, the Superstars in Business was, was really like a, a turning point for me, for sure. And I was talking, when I, I met Reds at the Superstar in Business and I pulled up in my jacked up truck with my hat on <laughs> and I pull up and these guys are all wearing suits and I was like, Man, maybe I'm in the wrong place. And then uh, he pulls up behind me, and we were like, like we we're the only two. We we're actually dressed exactly. We were actually dressed exactly like this. You know what I mean? I think it was at. Maybe uh, I, I am. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We, I think it was at like a Dupont place, and I was like, you know what, man, I'm gonna be myself. I'm not putting on. I mean, everybody had a black suit on, but me, and and, well, and two of us. Today, yeah, so. I'm wearing a hat all the time. So, you know, it yeah. doesn't matter which hat. So, but anyway, yeah. So. Um, I think like in, in my business career, like uh, Matt Haley was a big business, was a huge uh, proponent of mine because, you know, as partners, he, he and I were a good combination. He was not afraid of anybody or anything. Of course, he learned how to cook in prison, so he really can't be afraid of anybody or anything. <laughs> then. And uh, he was uh, fearless, and he and I were a good combination because I was really good at numbers, and uh, I was a behind-the-scenes guy. He and I were a great combination. I learned a lot from Jeff Hamer, who has the fins. He started arenas. He's got fins and Big Oyster. He, oh, I mean, he's a few years older than me, but I was like busting tables, and he like stopped talking to me about business and numbers. Like, like, hey, you know, the lease on this place is blah blah blah. It's a percentage of this, and I was like, whoa, 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 what? 
you know, talking about, I love talking about business. I was like, you know, can you tell me more? He's like, yeah, come back after work and I'll tell you everything. He like told me everything, you know what I mean? I was like 20 and he was like, listen, this is the percentage you need for this. This is what you need. The linen guy's gonna try and uh, get you on this one, but you gotta pay this much, you know what I mean? Like he gave me the whole thing. And uh, so he was he was really instrumental. And then the other is Alan Levin, um, who um, really was a game changer for me because when, when he uh, agreed to, to uh, come in to Sodell Concepts and help, it, it seriously legitimized on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, he was CEO of Happy Harry's, sold to Walgreens, and then he was a director of economic development uh, for the whole state. And then when he, he, he re- shared our board for a Shared time. your board. <laughs> and then, then yeah, uh, yeah. And then when dude. he basically retired, he, uh, a full-time job was keeping me straight. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that tells you how much of an effort that is. So, um, I mean, we, we, you know, we, we're up 500% in sales since, since he started wow. helping us. And really not, I mean, and he's been very, he knows his audience, like with us, mm-hmm. like he's like, you know what would be a good idea? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? What'd you say? Oh, yeah, all right, all right. that's a great idea. We're definitely doing that. So uh, he definitely knows his audience, you know what I mean, uh, with us. And he knows how to, you know, in restaurant people are ADD. You know, we're like on to the next thing. But he, he's he's definitely uh, brought a level of confidence. Reds, what about you? So, um, Somebody I, I admire. What was, what was the question? Any people that impacted your kind of leadership you know, I, I didn't work at a big company before, um, so I, I kind of been winging this a bit, you know. And I just kind of just, I just constantly feel I keep doing what I think is right. And I've had people tell me I'm crazy all along the way, you know. Don't paint the building black. Don't don't do this. Don't do that. And I just, you know, I just keep forging forward, and uh, just do what I think is right um, to the people. I, I like watching people, like I mentioned, Elon Musk, who's who's um, a disruptor and. You know, the guy was down and out a while ago where, like, they, you know, his Tesla wasn't doing well. And they were like, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's sinking money into this space project and he's, he's losing money left and right. And all of a sudden, the Tesla worked out. And all of a sudden, like, hey, you know what? The guy is smart. You know, I just love it. Dude, all these people are telling him, you can't do it. This isn't going to work. And then he just did it. You know what I mean? Like, he just did it. I just love it. Like, I look at that and it just inspires me to, to, you know, he's listening to his core group, and he's the one out in front taking the heat for still forging forward when everybody's telling him, stop, don't do it, you know? And uh, I just think it's amazing. Like, I, that person is, he's the, you know, the Thomas Edison of our time, you know what I mean? Like, he, he's inventing, he's taking us to another level, and and obviously I'm not doing that in home improvements or something like that, but, not you know, yet. it's inspiring. It's inspiring, you know what I mean? I, on my little level, you know what I mean? It's inspiring to take my core and, and, and we're doing things that we never thought we would do. And, and so really, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to have like someone right there uh, in my life that uh, I was going to just, you know, I don't have a partner. Me and my wife have just, our pillow talk is strategy and we love it. And, uh, you know, Power she, couple. yeah, we do. We, <laughs> we, we like thinking about that. We handled all our own advertising up until like a year and a half, two years ago. Like we did, she designed everything and, and everything was like my brainchild and she was able to design. It was perfect mix. So, um, yeah, I don't, I guess I don't have like that, that person there. I wouldn't be bad to have someone, but I, I have a great core. Jeff Brannock is my, one of my GMs, Chrissy Porter, uh, Chrissy Monday, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Mike Lowe and, uh, you know, he's got Sonny Donovan, Matt James, like this, this, this core of people mm-hmm. are the ones that, you know, they have, the, they have the ideas, they're looking and we all sit down and we're talking and, uh, it really helps forge the machine like in a uh, better mousetrap. 
it's always up for a better mousetrap. So I, I did say that was my last question, um, but I actually have one more for each of you. <laughs> yeah. So many of our listeners um, are also business owners or some sort of leadership position or people who um, aspire to open a business, run a company one day. What is one piece of advice that we can leave our listeners with um, that can help them develop their own culture? I mean, I'll go first. So I, I think the most important thing is that you're true to yourself and that because all these things are going to come up. All these crazy things are going to happen. God forbid there's a pandemic or, or something crazy is going to happen. All these things happen. But at the end of the day, your culture has to be you and a core group uh, that are with you because then it'll, it'll be so streamlined and easy to make your decisions uh, about how you should do things. Where people get way off is if their culture and their company isn't really who they are. Mm -hmm. If the person and the and the company don't match up and aren't interchangeable that that's where you really get channed up like like i went to uh blue rock stadium my son was coaching the state championship baseball game i was like you know what we should do something here we should do some advertising here and i walk out sit down look up and uh ferris home improvement has a whole right field you know what i mean and i was like i should get the left field you know what i mean because like i'm a baseball fan my son coaches baseball blah 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 you know what i mean so like uh, it, it has to be true uh, to who you are, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, like, you know, th those are your people going to, you know what I mean? Like that's, that, that really spoke to me. The colors were right. Everything was right. And it has to be who you are. You can't fake it. Mm -hmm. You cannot fake it. You have to be, you have to be uh, what you are and people have to know what, what to expect. So when it comes to culture, uh, at the end of the day, it's an extension of, of who you are. So it better be who you are. It better be, uh, it better be true. And uh, people figure out the fakeness. Yeah, that's very good. I, I would say, listen, for a small company that's trying to develop culture, and it's like, you know, you, you got to, you got to take care of the, these people. You, you got to look at them and how can you help better? I'm a big fan of you take care of your employees and they'll take care of the, the customers. And how can you help them be better? Like the, the workout program, I love that. Mm -hmm. I, for a while back until my doctor told me to stop, I was buying orange juice for everybody. I had free orange juice. because I, I was old school and I'm like, orange juice, you know what I mean? I, that'll help you better. My doctor's like, there's nothing but sugar water. You might as well give them a soda. I'm like, no more orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, free waters. You know what I mean? Like, but like, I just thought like that was one of those things where I thought I was helping, you know what I mean? Like it would be better to take a vitamin C pill and do this. So if you help them be better themselves, five, 10 year uh, life plan, like see what, see what they want out of life, see what mm -hmm. they want. And that's gonna help your company so, so much more than trying to get the next person. Look at the people you have now. Who's important to the company and let's take care of them. Let's keep them going because that one's gonna have, that person that you take care of is gonna have a lot of, um, they're gonna have a lot of um, responsibility in the culture moving forward because they're gonna be hiring the next person. They're gonna be talking to that person a lot more than you are. Mm -hmm. So you want them to be relaying the message. So take care of the people that you have now. Don't always worry about getting the next person. Worry about the people you have right there and keeping them, especially in today's culture. That's a I big thing right now. I was just going to say, especially in this labor market, it's all about attraction and retention. <laughs> like you said, since the pandemic has hit, this is even more important now to take care of your own. Mm -hmm. These parties, these these um, these going outs. We, we do like dinners up in Philly where we have a bus. We take a whole team up there, a division up there. We'll go out there and the vendors are putting in money and 
it, it just it's huge right now because everybody's and especially that a winning team everybody wants to pluck a player from a winning team and tell us your winning ways like somehow if they get a player they're willing to overpay and that's tough the culture is what you hope to lean on to help keep them because the one thing they can't replace is that listen you might be able to give them some more money but you want to go hate your job like i don't think anybody wants to wake up and hate their job no. I, I and if i tell anybody if you do stop mm -hmm. stop go somewhere else mm -hmm. wherever it is even if it's at working for me don't 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 be somewhere you hate your job mm -hmm. if you can't wake up on monday i have trouble sleeping on sunday nights i'm excited for the week to start i'm like what's this week going to bring it's a new week it's a it's a restart let's go you know in sunday nights the night before the game i got all these ideas and monday morning i'm blowing my assistant's phone up like let's do this like, goes, hold <laughs> on i just got in the door you know what i mean like so i love, that. <clears throat> I love it just you know you, if you don't like going where you go in the morning on monday change it up mm -hmm. you know what i mean and then try to make have your own employees enjoy coming to work on monday morning so if you can do that you'll keep them for a long time my two cents well, I just want to thank you both so much for joining me today to talk about this. Um, it was a really great conversation. I'm glad you're already friends. It made it fun at the same time. We're both pretty shy. <laughs> <laughs> now, if anyone wanted to get in contact with you afterwards, um, Scott, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, they could TikTok me. They could Instagram oh. me. They, no, it's uh, <laughs> Scott at Sodal Concepts. Send me an email, and um, I'd be more than happy to talk about anything, talk business, talk numbers, talk whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. And people come all the time in my office and, and I just tell it like it is because you know there's no other way to do it. Keep so. it real. Right. How can they get in contact with you, Red? Uh, the best way, I, I'm definitely on Facebook quite a lot, but uh, you can call, uh, email the, the office at info at ferrisomeimprovements.com. And that'll always get to me. Great. Well, thanks again for joining us today. Um, we're doing more of these episodes talking about all sorts of different topics uh, around the state, um, things that are really at the forefront of the business community. If you have any suggestions for us on a future episode, um, you can contact me at the chamber at kbasil at dscc.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, call me, um, and I'm all ears as well. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Conversations with Kelly, a show by the Delaware State Chamber of Commerce. If you have responses, questions, ideas for future topics, or just want to get in touch, you can reach out to me at kbasil at dscc.com. That's K-B-A-S-I-L-E at dscc.com. Or send us a message on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. You can follow us there to see bonus content from the show. Thanks to our guests and to our production team, Short Order Production House, if you liked this podcast, please leave us a rating or review wherever you listen. I'm your host, Kelly Basil. We'll see you soon.